Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am your host, Heather Hansen O'Neill, and today's quote of the day is by Glenn Close. What mental health needs is more sunlight, more candor, and more unashamed conversation. Today, we have an amazing guest for you. Her name is Charlene Madden, and she is a mental health warrior, women's empowerment coach, and abuse survivor who has found purpose and passion by sharing her own journey and helping others who feel lost and alone in the darkness to rise up into the glorious light that their life can be. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps already. Charlene, how are you? Welcome. I am amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I, I am thrilled to have you and honored. Now, why don't we jump into the deep? <laughs> jump into the deep end. Why don't we just start with the biggest struggle that you have had to overcome? Yeah, I would definitely say it's it's living with mental health struggles, as so many people unfortunately have to do. And I think my struggles started really early. I experienced um, some sexual abuse trauma as a child and didn't receive any counseling therapy follow-up. So from a very early age, I mean, it all came out when I was 12. So learning to live with this um, shame and the stigma of being, you know, a, a child abuse victim and then really not having any true sense of self-worth. Mm. Um, I, I struggled as actually, as I got into my early twenties, a feeling like my self-worth was tied to my physical body, that that really was the only value I had a, as a person because I hadn't grown up with my parents. I had been placed in the care of my grandparents. So I didn't feel loved. So I was constantly looking for that outside validation yeah. from the world. And really, it wasn't until I learned that the validation that mattered in my life came from myself. And that was my understanding of, of self-love and how important that was. And once I, I grasped that concept, it allowed me to love all of me, including uh, my mental health struggles and my depression. Mm. You know, that is an incredible journey. And, you know, kudos to you for being able to make that journey because so so many people struggle and they need to hear your voice. So what did you, what did you do? How did you make that shift to loving yourself, all of yourself? Was there, was there someone that came along that helped you? Was there a defining moment? Like what, what was it? Yeah, I did have a defining moment. I, um, I had lost uh, an ex-partner to suicide. He actually took his own life as well. And about four or five months after that, I was really struggling. Um, I had been trying to fight, as I said, trying to fight that darkness, but it just kept creeping in. And I had gotten to a point where I had actually set a date to take my own life. Mm -hmm. And um, I was about two weeks away from that date 
when a, a friend and coworker asked if I would like to go to a woman's workshop. And of course it was the last thing on my radar that I wanted to do. Right. Um, but she said, please, I want to go, but I don't want to go alone. Mm-hmm. And of course that was my kryptonite because I always cared about everybody else more than I cared about myself again, because, you know, I felt if I could make other people happy, then they would love me. Mm-hmm. Right. And not at this point, I wasn't, you know, worried about anybody loving me because I had made my choice, but I didn't want anyone else to suffer. And so I agreed to go with this, this young woman. And I showed up at that workshop with my hunting rifle in the back seat of my car on a Saturday morning with the plan of going Monday morning and shooting and killing myself. Mm-hmm. And I walked into that room, not expecting anything other than just putting time in for two days And in the afternoon session of that workshop, I heard three different speakers that completely changed my life. And the first speaker talked about self-love and how, you know, she had had alopecia or has alopecia and how she had struggled with self-worth. And it was when she learned to love herself that everything changed. And the next speaker spoke about living with mental health. Uh, struggles and depression and being suicidal and how she had suffered for two decades and how when she learned to embrace that uh, darkness as being part of her and pulling it close because then she allowed the light in that her life changed and then the final speaker spoke about uh, it was a gentleman that spoke about alcoholism and a broken marriage and addiction to pain medication and how he'd been suicidal trying to find a perfect mix of drugs and alcohol so he could make his suicide look like an accidental overdose and how he found that mix on a night that he had visitation with his kids and how he heard a message that said no not today there's more and as every one of those speakers spoke I heard a message in my own mind that was like, what if, you know, what if I'd learned to love myself? What if I'd learned to live, you know, with my mental health struggles and embraced it? What if there was more to life than, than what I had been living? What if I could take my pain and my heartache and my struggles and I could put that out there, you know, for the world to see in hopes of letting other people know that they're not alone because I knew I wasn't alone. I knew, you know, in my mind, I knew other people had these experiences, but hearing people share their, their stories so raw and vulnerably, it just completely shifted my mindset. And I went, you know what, I choose to love myself and that's going to be enough. And that's how the start, you know, my change all started. It was just in that one moment. And we do, we, we get to choose. And sometimes you don't feel like you have that freedom, right? But, but then you hear other people are doing it and it gives you hope. So thank you because you're right now giving others hope. Let's say that there are people out there who are struggling. What would you say to them right now? I tell the people that I work with that, you know, a change in your life is one decision away. You know, like in that moment for me, I made a choice that I was going to live mm-hmm. and it, you know, it, it, it's a, it was a massive choice, but really it was just one small choice. And it was today I choose life. And if I choose that, what is my next choice have to be like what? Okay. So now I have to choose to get really honest with myself and I have to also learn to take self-responsibility 
And that's a really tough thing for, for a lot of people to, um, to come to grips with because we love to point fingers at everybody else and blame, you know, I had, I had so many people in my life that I could have blamed, um, for where I was and the struggles that I had faced. You know, I could have bl- blamed my grandfather for sexually abusing me for almost a decade. I could have blamed my parents for, for not being, you know, good parents. I could have blamed the partner I was with for, you know, 13 years and who, you know, beat on me constantly, you know, like I could have placed blame everywhere, but was when I took the responsibility and said, at the end of the day, the decisions I have made have gotten me to where I am Mm -hmm. and accepting that responsibility also gives you power. It allows you to go, okay, I, I accept that responsibility, but now I know I have the power to make different choices. I have the power to, to cut out the toxic relationships in my life. I have the power to, to do things that are healthy. I started going, okay, what would someone who loves themselves do? Mm. How would they treat themselves? What would they put into their mind, their body, their soul? And once you start, you know, taking that responsibility and getting really honest with yourself, that's when the shift happens. Wow. That is incredibly powerful, Charlene. And and I think that, you know, anyone listening would be able to say, okay, yeah, she just rattled off several completely legitimate reasons to point fingers. But in the end, that's like you said, that's not where the power comes from. That's not where the freedom comes from. The freedom comes from taking responsibility for what you do with the situations. And I think that that is a message that everyone needs to hear. Now, during your your process, did you find some resources that were helpful for you? Is there anything that you'd be able to share with our listeners today? I think when I made the decision to, because I will say there are resources all around us and not just around us, all the resources that we need are really inside of us already. And it's sometimes we don't understand that, but it's, you know, there's no unresourceful people. There are just unresourceful states. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was being able to tap into the fact that number one, I had an inner strength that had helped me get through everything I had gone through. And I mean, I was, you know, 44 when I had this epiphany moment. Mm -hmm. So I looked at, I have 44 years of surviving really tough situations. So give myself grace to, to understand that, yes, I haven't made all the best choices, but I've, I've made the choices that I had to make and I have that strength to rely on. Mm -hmm. So number one, your, your number one resource is yourself and the strength that you have within you. Even if you feel that you're not strong, even if you feel you're in a really weak spot, But for me, being able to finally come to people and say, you know what, I'm not okay right now. And it's okay that I'm not okay. Understanding that I didn't have to have it all together because most of the people in my life had no clue how much I was struggling Mm -hmm. um, because I was such a master of of hiding it. So being able to number one, and and again, this comes back to the self-honesty, but being able to go to the people that are closest, you know, to you or at the time for me and say, you know what, I'm not okay. I'm struggling. And just, you know, making them aware because a lot of times people, you know, they have no clue of what's going on in your life. So saying I'm not okay. 
are you there if I need you to reach out? And understanding that we're not a burden. I felt so long people have their own problems. They don't need to hear mine, but people want to know your problems. The people that are closest and, and that are your biggest support systems will want you to, you know, keep them in involved in your life and search out. We have an amazing opportunity at our fingertips and that is the internet. I mean, I live in a really rural area, so there aren't support groups. There aren't, you know, a lot of resources available but I was able to go online and find support groups that I could, you know, find for child abuse survivors, um, domestic abuse survivors, um, Alcoholics Anonymous when we got into um, COVID and couldn't get out mm-hmm. um, and, and find books. I mean, you know, and if you can't afford to buy it, there's this thing called a library, which is <laughs> free. We always forget about that resource. So go find there's so many books that will help you with healing And then just start developing some self-care routines. I mean, that is so important. Start looking at gratitude and, and journaling. And there's so many things that I, you know, when I work with my, my clients one-on-one that I, I get them doing that are just simple little things that can shift. So, you know, when you mentioned that, um, there are things all around you and you just have to, you have to find them, you have to see them. I think that that that's the key to ask for help, to look because there's so much available and to know that that question that you asked, what would someone who was mentally healthy, what would they do? What would they put in their body? What they put in their mind? I loved that question because Mm -hmm. I think that that really opens you up to the options that are available. I love this. Um, Is there one practical step that someone could make like right now, if they wanted to make a change in their life? I think for me, dealing with my mental health issues, one of the biggest things and I kind of touched on it quickly, there was developing a gratitude practice, because it is so easy to see all of the negative. And that's what we tend to focus on. Mm -hmm. We see all of the crap that is happening in our lives. But we, we seem to be blinded by the good that comes in. And yeah, sometimes there's not a lot of good. But if you can just start focusing in, you know, like I started out small, it's like, you know, what is one thing, you know, in the morning when I got up, what is one thing I can be grateful for? And some days it seemed really hard to think of one thing because the, the problem seemed so overwhelming, Mm -hmm. but then I started, okay, so I can find one thing. So then, you know, what's three things I can be grateful for. And then starting to bookmark my day. So I would do that in the morning and do it in the evening so that throughout throughout the day, I was looking for things to be grateful for. Mm. And, you know, as you know, my, my mentor, Tony Robbins says, you know, where, where focus goes, energy flows, right? So when you start looking for things, you'll start seeing that they are really already around us, whether it's, oh, hey, I got a parking spot you know, three spots down from where I wanted to be. So I'm grateful for that. I don't have to walk quite so far, whatever it is. You know, I didn't have to wait so long in the lineup to get my coffee in the morning. When you start looking at the small things, it starts compounding and you realize that you really do have a lot to be grateful for. So when you're struggling and you don't feel like there's anything, just find one thing that in that moment you can be grateful for. 
That's wonderful. And for people to understand, it doesn't have to be big. Those small ones, like you said, they compound, they add up together and it's just a shift in focus. That's fantastic. Now you also have um, a model. I love sharing models with our people. So there are the three S's to living Mm -hmm. a more aligned life. Would you be willing to share those with our listeners? Yeah. And I kind of had touched base on, on it there. For me, it was, um, self-love, you know, learning that really at the end of the day, you loving yourself is what matters because we can't control how other people feel, what other people think. Mm -hmm. So being able to go, I love myself and that's enough because for me in that moment, that was the decision I had to make. I had to stop relying on everyone else and just love myself. Mm -hmm. And so Mm self-love, self-acceptance, is, you know, accepting that we're not perfect. I, you know, I made a lot of really bad choices in my life and I had to accept. And what I always call it is when I, when I accepted that moment of grace, where I said, you know, again, I did the best I could with the tools that I had. And this is part of my life. When I, when I talk about my mental illness, it's to me, it's like someone having diabetes, you know, like we don't, we don't stigmatize people for having diabetes because it's, you know, a body illness. Well, so is mental illness. So I accepted that this is a part of my life and I'm going to live with it forever. It is not something that just magically goes away. You take a pill, it's gone. You live with mental illness for the rest of your life. So I accepted that and I learned how to move through it, how to live with it, not try to fight against it. Mm -hmm. And then again, the self-responsibility, And that's, you know, taking responsibility for the decisions that you make, because taking that self-responsibility allows you to take your control, allows you to take your power back. And for so many of us who have been uh, victims of trauma, we felt like we've lost that power. So being able to, you know, understand self-responsibility means that you now have, have power. It can make a complete shift in your life. So self-love, self-acceptance, and self-responsibility, those are the key foundations that that I work up with my clients on. So brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. And we'll, you know what, we're going to make sure to put those into the show notes as well. What gosh, there's this is a really hard question, I imagine, because you've been through so much. But has there been one thing that is the hardest thing that you've had to do in your wellness journey? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, forgive myself. Mm. It, um, it's a lot easier sometimes to forgive people that um, do things to us. Uh, and again, I think that comes down to our sense of, of worth and value. Um, for me, it was knowing that the choices that I made in my life um, affected my children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm very, uh, you know, open and honest that say I wasn't the best mom. Um, I didn't make good choices. I wasn't present. You know, I was always a, a working mom. So I, you know, have the guilt of never being home. But, but as far as, you know, my coping technique, when I was struggling was I was drinking, mm-hmm. and I was drinking heavily. And so I really was, you know, disassociated from my family and then the life that we were living at the time. And that was my way of coping with all of the overwhelming emotions that I had. So for me, being able to 
to look and again, and this comes back to what I talked about the the self acceptance and the self and and grace was um, my both of my daughters suffer from mental health struggles as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember sitting in an office with social workers with my oldest daughter because she was you know, really struggling at the moment and having my daughter be so angry at me and, you know, blaming me, which, you know, I understandably at the time was, you know, probably her way of coping. Um, and then just, you know, understanding. And like I said, was, you know, looking across that table and saying, you know what, I did the best I could with the tools I had. And really in that moment, it was such a shift because it was, it was my way of being able to forgive myself. Mm -hmm. And it also put me on the path of being able to forgive the other people in my life that had wronged me. You know, I looked at, at my parents and said, you know, really my parents did the best they could with the tools they had. And, and, you know, my partner, my ex-partner who had, you know, domestically abused me, I went, you know what, he did the best he could, you know, with the skills he had knowing what his past was. And even as far as my grandfather, with the sexual abuse going, you know, I don't know the type of past that he had, what his childhood was like. So maybe he was doing the best he could with the tools that he had. And that's a hard concept for a lot of people to, to grasp, Mm -hmm. but it's really, um, you know, forgiveness is we do that for ourselves, not for the people that we're forgiving. So for me, forgiving myself as difficult as it was, because I knew my choices impacted other people, um, it was, it was tough, but it was always also so freeing. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's an important point to, to repeat that forgiveness is for us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even sometimes matter if the other person knows that you've done it. Um, it's, it's really about the freedom that it creates for us. Were you able to make some amends with your daughters as well? It's an ongoing, um, it's an ongoing thing. I, my, daughters really didn't know um, a lot of the struggles again that I was going through because I had kept it hidden from everybody. So, um, and again, my healing journey has just been the last five years of my life. And of course, for two and a half of those years, we've been in COVID. So I haven't had a lot of chance to, to get to spend time with my daughters because we're not close to, to each other. So, um, but being able to uh, my oldest daughter, Um, I host a virtual workshop uh, every November. So I was able to have my oldest daughter come in virtually on the the Sunday morning and host the um, meditation session that I do Sunday morning. And she, you know, it was just a brief little session, but she messaged me later that night and said, Hey mom, I just want you to know how proud I am of you. And I was like, that's, the best thing I've ever heard in my entire life, you know, oh so, gosh. you know, That's I don't do, yeah, I don't do it for the accolades, but, you know, getting that, that, you know, that attaboy from my daughter was, was priceless. So That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Is there one thing that keeps you going day after day? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was, um, well, after I attended that workshop and, um, it saved my life. I approached the the woman that hosted it and said, I would love to just let you know what this event meant to me. And uh, I sat down with her and then, you know, said, I'd love to come back next year and speak at your event. And she was like, absolutely. So I went back the next year and I spoke to her audience and just shared my experiences and my story. And I said, you know, if, if me sharing my story and my struggles and my hope um, can save one person's life, 
then everything I've ever gone through has been worth it. And I got off that stage that day and I had a woman that was in the audience approach me and said, you know how you wanted to save a life? I just want, you know, today you did. And she turned and walked away. And it was, you know, a moment where everything got so quiet, but then I heard that little voice in my mind that I, you know, have become such good friends with now. And it just says, awesome. Now let's go find one more. Mm -hmm. So for me, every day is about finding that one more, that one more person who just needs to know that you're not alone, you know, that you can get through it. You you're strong. I know you don't feel it at the time, but just, just reaching out to the person that I was five years ago and just giving them hope. That's why I do what I do. Oh my gosh. That's incredibly powerful, Charlene. Now I hear you mentioning different things and uh, that you're doing for your clients. I would love for you to share how people can get a hold of you, how they might be able to find some of those resources that you offer. Yeah, I, you can find me on social media, of course, all the platforms, uh, Charlene Madden. I am uh, Facebook Charlene Madden speaker and author. Uh, the workshop that I host, which is virtual, um, is called Ignite Your Life. And you can find that on Facebook as well. And you can also find me on www.charlenemadden-speaker.com or Ascension Wellness Studio. And that's where I do my, uh, my coaching programs and work with my clients on that site. So thank you. And we'll, we'll put all of those links into the show notes for everyone. Gosh, Charlene, um, it's been an incredibly powerful interview here. So I don't know what yet, what else you have for us, but do you have any last burning thought that you want to make sure that you leave with everyone? Absolutely. I always like to um, end my, my sessions with, um, if you are, and this is to the listeners, if you're ever in a spot where you feel like you are all alone and you have no one to reach out to, um, I want you to message me on Facebook. I am available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I want you to know that I will virtually, because I probably won't be close by, but I will virtually come and sit in the dark with you until you are ready to rise up into the light, because I know what it feels like to feel all alone, to feel hopeless and to feel like no one cares. And I just want you to know that I care. You're not alone. And together we can, we can get through this. So please, if you feel like you have no one to reach out to, please message me on Facebook. Wow. Thank you, Charlene. And to all of you listeners out there who are incredibly moved by Charlene's heart and her story, definitely reach out to her, connect, um, and share, share this message, share this show out there to the world, because in doing that, you may be touching another person and add to Charlene's goal for each day to help, to help someone feel less alone that they can keep moving forward. So thank you, Charlene. Thank you to all of you listeners and everyone have a beautiful, beautiful day.